Welcome in to the Free Retiree Show, where we help you transform your life so you can become financially free. In this show, we'll give you the inside track on how to excel in your career, filter out the noise surrounding your finances to help you make smart financial decisions, and we'll learn from thought and business leaders who can help you live your best life. Thank you for tuning into the show. I'm your host, wealth manager, Lee Michael Murphy. I'm alongside career advisor, Sergio Patterson. What is up? And attorney Matt McElroy. He is actually off this evening. Uh, We had a couple episodes where he was working on uh, cases he couldn't make it on. And he was finally going to be available this evening. And then he figured out it's his 11-year anniversary with his wife-to-be, Sloan. Wow. Wow. So, Matt. Congrats, Matt. Congrats. He chose red panty night over podcasting. So... (laughs) Please don't edit that out. <laughs> no, no, we're keeping that. <laughs> Wait, 11 years have they been uh, together, huh? 11 years. So uh, from Sergio and myself, congratulations to Matthew and Sloan. So for tonight's episode, what we are going to be talking about is an economic update. But the main focus will be what's happening in the real estate market. There's been a ton of questions about this. We're getting questions left and right about people not paying their rent, people that are landlords that aren't getting the rent. What is going to happen in those situations? We'll shed a little bit of light on that and we'll kind of give you guys an update of what's happening in the real estate market since we are living in the age of COVID-19. So it'll be a really great topic. I'm sure you will get a lot of your questions answered and it will help put things in perspective because if you're someone that's thinking about buying a home or has property, I suggest you stay tuned so you get to hear what we have to say about the status of the real estate market. We'll also go into commercial. People are asking what's going to happen with commercial real estate in general. And I have some very interesting takes and discussion topics to present to you guys. but. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you like our show, share us. We appreciate all the love and support. Thank you for our loyal listeners that are now tuning in on a regular basis. We really appreciate you. And if you have a question, please send it to ask at thefreeretiree.com and we will make sure we answer your question on the show. Not just via email, on the show. So Live on the show. Yes, we'll do that. We'll start doing that. So if you get a question, we'll put it on the show. We might mention you by name if you're okay with it. All right, we'll go to the break. But when we are back, we'll be talking about commercial real estate, real estate in general, and the overall economy. That's good. I'm just good at caring too much. Welcome back into the Free Retiree Show. You're alongside Sergio Patterson and myself, Wealth Manager Lee Michael Murphy, and we're talking about real estate during COVID. So this is our economic update focused on real estate. Serge, what questions are on your mind in terms of the U.S. real estate market? What's the most pressing thing on your mind? Yeah, um, the most pressing thing is why didn't it all crash and why can't it? I still not afford a house in the Bay area. 
Excellent I'm question. I'm kidding. I'm kidding mostly. <laughs> um, no, really. The question, you know, I, what I really wanted to get at was, uh, you know, with COVID nineteen, like how how has it impacted the real estate market? Like, are there any significant dips, drops? Is it a buyer seller market? Like, just give the listeners and give me like just a, an overall sense of what's happened. Okay, so right when COVID nineteen was happening. I think a lot of people were anticipating a massive drop in real estate value just because people were being laid off and they thought it would trickle down into the real estate market. That has not happened. And one major reason why that hasn't happened is just the simple concept of supply and demand, right? So, you know, right now, you know, there isn't a large amount of supply. You know, and that's, you know, real estate in general has just been very low inventory in the Bay Area. Yeah. And even nationally, you know, they say that, you know, it's still the story is supply and demand. Um, we've had actually over this past week, we've had sales actually exceed the pre-pandemic levels for the first time. So that's a really great sign. And then mortgage rates have hit another record low because they're trying to stimulate the economy. So that's bringing in some other buyers. So really, when we're looking at all this, this is, it was a weird time because you think, man, all these bad things are happening. You know, real estate should be dropping. And the current state, sales are picking up. Um, Inventory is low. Uh, year over year, prices are about up, about 7% from the year earlier. Uh, so those are all really good numbers uh, for the real estate market. Now, I will say, though, there is some huge question marks out there regarding all of this. You're hearing a lot of real estate people say, like, how great the real estate market is and how strong it is. And it is good right now, but there's a big looming question mark. And that big looming question mark is what happens in late August for a lot of country or late September, depending on your county, right? So... Right now, we've been in a situation where renters, you know, they can't be evicted, right? They, they have the ability to not pay. They can stay there. And as long as they were negatively impacted by COVID-19 in some way, shape, or form, they can stay there. And you have the landlords that haven't been getting paid in a lot of situations, and they're going to have money that's due as well. The private lenders, they might have stipulations where all of it's due after the moratorium lifts. They might say everything is due right now. It depends oh, from yeah. each lender what their rules are. Yeah, but I'd if be you curious have, if you have any data around um, how many renters aren't paying. I don't like, know that. I think that's yeah. – I haven't seen a lot of numbers on that. Okay. Um, but if you look at the federal side of things, that people that have federally backed loans, which a majority of us do, they're actually going to be in pretty good shape because a lot of them are saying, well, you can tack it on to the end of the loan or yeah. you can do a payment plan, right? Either way, though, when those situations happen where renters have to pay and the landlords have to pay, that is going to present a very interesting situation. So before people say like, oh, we're out of the woods, everything is great. The big question marks are still yet to have happened, right? So I think that's a big thing for everyone to really just put their mind around and realize, wow, we have people that have been renters that haven't been paying for three, four months. 
We have landlords that haven't had to pay a mortgage payment for three or four months. All that's going to stop at some point in time. So I would just say like before everyone says like, hey, real estate's out of the woods, we have to be cognizant that there's going to be probably a point of reckoning for a lot of people in the real estate world. What happens when you have to pay up? Exactly. So, I mean, then I guess my second question is then, is the government going to need to rethink these, uh, the, I think you called it a moratorium, um, mm-hmm. the, the edits to these loans, because COVID has gone way longer than I, and I think it's going to go longer than we anticipated. Do you think they would revisit the way they're structuring these? One thing that I will say that I think is going to be a complete change from COVID and moving forward is I think our society in general is going to be a bit more socialist because we have relied on these bailout programs, these stimulus packages, and it seems like there may be more coming. I think that's been a permanent change from COVID. Really? I, I don't know if they will extend, you know, what they've been doing that much further because this is kind of a bandaid yeah, over a, over a big massive problem. So I think that there will be some sort of things that the government will put in place, maybe other stimulus, but in terms of, you know, payments, I don't ex- pushing out the payments. I don't expect that to go much further because originally a lot of places it was going to be up in July and now they, they pushed it out since then. So, you know, San Jose, for instance, I know is their number or their date is August 31st when the moratorium's lifted. And I think in San Diego, I heard it's, you know, September 30th. So a lot of other counties in the United States are all in that sort of time frame, you know, wow. late August, yeah. uh, late September. So I think for maybe some get pushed out a little bit more, but not too much more because, you know, the landlords, they have to start paying the banks because that's, you don't want to negatively impact the banks and the tenants, they need to start paying the landlords. Right. Yeah. And then can you just clarify and it's really just dumb down what more the moratorium means and is for just for the listeners and for me. So basically that's just a freeze of the mortgage payments. Okay. Right. So you, they just don't have to pay during this time. Got it. Uh, okay. Another thing to think about, is on July 30th, the $600 a week that people were getting for the unemployment, that stops as well, right? So there's a lot of big question marks. People had this money coming in from unemployment. That's going to stop. Moratorium is going to be lifted. So but August and onwards, it's going to be very interesting. I can't tell you, no one can really tell you what will happen, but I'm just telling you, these are things that are valid concerns at this point in time. So shit is going to hit the fan. Well, I didn't even think about that 600, which is helping people a ton when that goes away. Yes, that goes away. So let's go a little bit into, you know, what the repayment looks like for someone that is a tenant. Um, If they have not been paying and, you know, August 31st comes around, they will have to pay over the next six months, half of what they owed, right? So whatever that number is, they'll owe half of that within the next six months. And then the next six months, they can pay the other half. So it won't be due all up front in a lot of situations. So in most situations, they'll be pushed out. 
but still that's a heavy bill for someone that maybe wasn't working puts people in a really tough spot so that has implications of you know less discretionary income to spend right how does that going to impact the economy right because people are going to have less money to spend for things that generally help our economy just to survive it's tough because even people who are working maybe didn't even have even with the job some people didn't have the savings that you've been you know you preach on having that 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 emergency fund yeah three to six months in cash and i i and I love it, but now imagine you're not even getting paid or you don't even have a job and you, you're stuck. What I'm hearing from you is you're going to be stuck with this large sum that you're going to have to fork out money for. And how are people going to do it? Exactly. So these are really valid concerns. We'll have to see, right? Stay tuned. The best is yet to come. But let's also talk about one of the big concerns in the real estate market right now. And I think everyone has heard the impact on commercial real estate, right? That is, that is something that you have to think like, this is one of the long-term negative impacts from COVID because no matter how many people that are in commercial real estate want to say, oh, commercial real estate is going to come back even stronger. It might, but I think the concern of COVID is in a lot of people's mind and a lot of people are second guessing on why they have a brick and mortar space. If some people, maybe they're thinking, well, maybe I can do my job from home. Why do I need this space? People aren't even coming in as much. People are scared to get sick or die. So I think when you look at commercial real estate, that is a valid concern. I think that's going to be a sector that's going to get hit pretty hard. So if you look at the overall real estate market, there's basically one third of real estate that's been really hit hard from COVID-19. And that's, you know, office buildings, right? People don't want to be in enclosed space. Like, Serge, are you even going into work anymore? No, no, everyone. So Facebook's fully remote um, until January Um, for some roles. If you have to go in, I think they're going to make some accommodations. But I was going to say, this is interesting because a lot of companies across Silicon Valley, they're slowing down their construction projects and and buying new commercial real estate. now they're rethinking they're rethinking it all so i don't know if in the next several years i don't know if that whole that industry is going to look very different it could potentially be mega campuses i don't i don't see them going down that path anymore yeah gyms gyms is another one where i think is going to be very different i don't think people are as anxious to go to the gym because i feel like that is the ticket the one-way ticket to get corona (laughs) people are still I have a buddy on, uh, he posted on Instagram that he's at the gym and I'm just like, gyms were already a sketchy place to be at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> From a, a, a hygiene standpoint. Retail stores, that's going to be something that's, we're going to have to see how that's impacted. Restaurants are obviously being hurt because less people are eating out. Indoor dining is shut down in a lot of areas of our country and hotels are getting destroyed, right? So that is the commercial picture um, that everyone's talking about. But there's also one third of the real estate market that's actually doing well. And people are going to be like, what, really? I'll tell you, you have to think about cell towers. Right now, people are staying at home more. They're more on their phones. So that's a 
area of commercial real estate that's going to be doing well. Uh, in industrial uh, space for e-commerce, right? That's going to be a very lucrative space moving forward just because uh, when you're doing you know, shipping for e-commerce, you need three times as much space as you do for a regular brick and mortar. And right now, everyone is all about using uh, the internet and right. online shopping to get what they need. You're seeing the biggest transformation uh, for generations of older people who have never shopped online. I don't know. I don't know what the data says, but like, you know, I'm seeing my, my parents, my dad who never shopped online before. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this online. And it's like this just change of uh, behavior is happening right before our eyes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because if you think about, there's been a war over the last 20 years between brick and mortar and e-commerce, right? It's always been that handshake, smile, pat on the back. This is how we do business versus you order it online and you get it cheaper. And I think over the last you know 20 years, a lot of business owners just have come to the realization that they're not going to win out that war. Yeah. And COVID-19, all it's done is it's accelerated that outcome. We know that in the end, digital online commerce is the way to go, right? 100%. That's it's been, it's been that trend and it just got accelerated because of COVID-19. So for a lot of companies that are brick and mortar, they're going to have to relook at their strategy and figure out how they can adapt to the new, the new normal. Yeah, putting their online as pivot. much as possible. Well, it's like, uh, I, we may have talked about this before. It's like when Netflix pretty much ended Blockbuster. You know, <laughs> we, we knew it was going to happen. It was that change of industry. And I, I was talking about this uh, with a friend, but the, the businesses that are innovative and willing to change and adapt, like you said, are going to win. The ones that want to just wait are no longer going to be businesses. Yeah, totally agree. It's all about your adaptability. That is one of the things that people need to realize right now. If they're going to survive COVID-19, if you are a business, how adaptable are you? Yeah. But that is our update on the real estate market. Um, so overall, right now, real estate is doing well. Uh, but like we said, there's a lot of question marks to come uh, in the next couple months. And We'll see how it plays out. But right now, market is doing well, all things considered. But keep in mind that there's more challenges coming in August and September. All right. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now.
a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson and Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Security America companies. Securities America Incorporated, Security America Advisors, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Third-party sourced information comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook Incorporated. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and Company.